Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amplify Peace podcast, creating a better story together. This week, our guest comes from the Middle East, Cairo, Egypt, actually. I love Egypt, and I love the Egyptian people. I'm so thankful that I've had the opportunity to visit many times, and I have dear friends there. The Egyptian people are so wonderful and kind and warm and giving and generous in every way. And of course, the country is gorgeous with amazing sights and incredible history. And there's some changes that are happening there. There's some social change and some great advocacy. And this week, we will be hearing part one of two parts of this podcast. So this is part one. Next week, you'll hear part two. And Lisa will be talking with Sarah Aziz. And she's an advocate for women, gender equality, families, and children. She's also the president and founder of Safe Kids Egypt. She has a master's degree in psychotherapy and a second degree in community psychology. She's a certified child abuse consultant and trainer with more than 13 years of experience in implementing and leading projects related to child protection, sexual and gender-based violence, and gender equality. She's also a member of the Youth Committee in the National Council for Women Egypt. I think you'll really enjoy these discussions, and it's just so interesting as we're listening in to hear Sarah share from her perspective, a different cultural perspective, and yet so many of these things are universal and the same things that we care about, equality, safe and secure, happy children, family dynamic, cultural changes, growth and progress in our community and in our countries. So good. Let's listen in. Well, welcome to Amplify Peace. I have been really excited about this interview for many, many reasons. And I can't wait for you to meet my friend and mentor and teacher and guide, Sarah Aziz. Sarah is one I'm really excited for the world to meet. And I know that might sound kind of lofty, like the world gets to meet you, but in some ways the world does get to meet you, Sarah, today. And we all get to listen and learn from you as we just hear about what it's like in Cairo, Egypt, what it's like for women living there, all women, And I know you and me, we could talk about so many different things in this podcast, and we could go on and on and on for hours as we have in prior calls. But for the sake of time, we're going to just focus on a couple of things today that we are both passionate about, which is the topic of women and empowering and equipping women and amplifying their voices. So I'm going to go ahead and take a deep dive. We're just going to jump right in because I want people to learn from you and to hear some of the amazing things you're doing there in Egypt on behalf of women, but on behalf of families and on behalf of all people, men and women, because we are really better together when we come together. So first of all, I want you to explain this thing that I got introduced to. I was over in Egypt in Cairo, I think a year and a half ago. I actually got to sit in the office with Dr. Maya for the National Council of Women, which I had never heard of, but I've come to so appreciate you all in the work that happens through the National Council of Women, which is a governmental council that represents all women in all of Egypt. But I know your influence is so much broader than that. So Sarah, welcome. And can you explain a little bit about your work with the National Council for Women and then about how you are working with them? So tell us a little bit about who is Sarah. So welcome, Sarah, to Amplify Peace. Hi, Lisa. I'm super excited to be with you and to talk and to share my heart with you and with all the women who will be hearing us today. So let me let me start by saying uh, that the National Council of Women is uh, is the national governmental 
institution that serves women all over Egypt. They have a huge mission and all what they do is mainly empowering women to speak out, to know their rights and to see themselves as they should see themselves. They are doing a lot of work regarding raising awareness about this. They have a hotline for any complaints regarding violence against women. It's connected with the government. They help women to work in, for laws and to bring the rights and to gain more rights and to gain more power over their lives. They help with practical, super practical support and help. They help with introducing more, a lot of references and a lot of referrals services to the women in Egypt. What I'm doing with the National Council of Women, I'm a member in the youth committee in the National Council of Women. We work about raising awareness for youth, men and women, because we believe that engaging men in empowering women is a must. We cannot work with women on their own. We need men to see women as they, as they should be seeing them. We need men to be well educated about how to treat women and how to approach women and how to deal with women. So we're working with youth, men and women, both through the National Council of Women. You said so many great points there. I so appreciate when you're saying we need the men basically sitting around the table listening to how women see themselves, how women should be treated. So we need all of us together at the table having these conversations, which is so significant. It can't just be one group, just women talking about it, but without everybody understanding the dynamics. Okay, so I want to back up just a minute. When we think about, I think out here in the West, when we think about women in the Middle East, just in general, one of the words that comes to mind is oppression. We think they're oppressed. They, they don't really have a voice. And one of the things yeah. I have re recognized as I've been traveling in the Middle East, and especially as I sat there uh, in Cairo, in, in the offices there, is that's not true so much. I mean, yes, there is oppression, there mm. is injustice, but that's everywhere. But there is this awareness of really how do we raise up women's voices, how do we empower them, and how do we help women see themselves, right, in a, yeah. in a very positive way. Can you talk about that, like the misperceptions that many people may have of women in the Middle East, and even that women have of themselves there? Hmm. Yeah, actually, throughout my work in the development through the last 10 years, I was able to easily see that we mainly, we, we have a lot of differences maybe in cultures. We have a lot of perspectives, beliefs, but we have a very common thing, which is we have a real fight inside us. We fight with the image that we have been taught that this is who we are. It's a long journey. We've been taught that we don't, we're not capable to do it. We're not able to do it. We're weak. We're not smart. And we believed it. And the day we believed it and we were raised by this concept and beliefs, it became our core values. And once it became, became our core values and core beliefs, the problem started. We, we started acting upon this limitation that was introduced to us. And we believed it and we acted upon it and we didn't give ourselves any chance to see other things or to believe in other things so what happened was that we didn't succeed in a lot of things the journey was hard 
we didn't even feel confident to take risk and take uh, more steps forward in things we know and things we don't know. And I believe that our identity was really affected with people around us, gave us an image, a false image about who we really are. And I think that this made the problem started. Gosh, you know what? I think you're so right. I love, you said the word limited. We believe that we were limited. And so many times we act on what we believe, whether it's a true or false narrative. And so how do we start changing? And really change begins with each one of us. As a culture, is it hard to shift a culture mentality toward women? How are you Hmm. seeing that shifting? I think that we have a major, huge role we need to start with is how do we raise up our girls and boys? It's essential. What do we really Tell them about women, both of them, boys and girls. What do we really explain about their power, their abilities, their passion, their hearts, their minds, their roles, their effectiveness, everything? We find horrible kids' stories talking about supermen, only supermen. Lisa, did you ever notice that? Yeah, we have Spider-Man, Superman, Batman. Oh my goodness, seriously. (laughs) Right. This is one of the things that my girl is sitting in front of the TV. She she doesn't see any super women, super mom, super female, super girl. And all of the messages is guys are super, guys can do it. We're fine with that. But we also need to introduce that girls can do it. Girls can be heroes, girls can lead, girls can make impact, girls can change the world. And if you're asking me today what the main things we need to start with, number two is raising up our girls and boys in a very different way than what the way we were raised up with. But number one is giving myself Another chance today, just to sit and see myself with a different eyeglasses. Just give myself the space to sit and say, okay, Sarah, I think you might have believed wrong and false and a lot of lies throughout your journey. What about giving yourself another chance today to think differently and to believe differently and to see things differently? Just give yourself a chance because one of the things lisa that we were raised up with believing like we're shameful girls are shameful our voices should not be heard so one of the main things that we couldn't do was trying and failing and be okay with failing in something or losing in something Hmm. so i think today the very first thing i need to do that i say and i tell myself with all your positives and negatives, with all your abilities and challenges, I'm accepting you to be you as you are. And I will walk with you, with me, I'm talking to myself, through this journey together. And we will see what will happen. Because I believe that we're here for a reason. And we have a message to deliver. And this will never be able to happen unless I knew who am I to be able to tell you what's the message I'm holding for you. 
Do you know what I mean? Oh, it sounds like you've done a lot of personal work, like knowing who you are, because it's how do I know who I really am? So let me ask you a question. You are so passionate. You know, you just exude this humble confidence. I mean, in all the right ways, but you're strong and you're courageous and you're a leader. And at what point did you realize you have a voice that you're not limited? Hmm. You are right, Lisa. The journey started 15 years ago when I started realizing that this is not the life I want to live. I don't want to live in shame. I don't want to live in guilt. I don't want to live limited. I don't want to believe whatever lies I'm hearing throughout my life from close people and strangers. And I started by going to counseling. I needed to go and sit with someone that helps me clean the mirror that I'm looking to myself at in the beginning. I needed someone to listen to my fears and just to believe me. I just needed someone to listen to my struggles and validate it. I need someone to tell me I'm not crazy. The struggle is real. The pain is real. The journey is long, but I will be reaching some point one day. And it's still a long journey. It's not that easy, optimistic, fun, nice all the time. It has its ups and downs and it's a fight, seriously, inside and outside. So the journey started when I decided, as I was mentioning before, that I this is not what I want to do and this is not the pathway I want to follow. I just want to live my uniqueness and discover it throughout the journey. And as I was mentioning, I, I started by counseling, sitting uh, with someone. And it was not easy, Lisa. It was super hard. Selecting the right person, speaking out and sharing, talking. It's not easy. It's, it's really super hard. But mm. it needs a lot of courage and a lot of dedication that I will keep going. I made a lot of wrong choices with the people I met and sit with. I had a lot of bad influence from leaders and people who were around. And it was very painful, I remember. But I didn't lose hope. I kept trying and trying and trying and trying. And it's all about accepting the challenge every day and taking a step by step. Mm. You're right. It is a journey, right? And it's not like this... Once I make a decision and I start doing this work, that everything's going to be great. It is yes. it's a daily decision, right? Yeah. To show up to yourself, to show up in your own story and to mm. make wise decisions on this journey of discovery and rediscovery of, of who I am. I think that's a, a question that as women, especially, we are always asking, who am I now? You know, after mm. this season, after this happened. Who am I now? And even during the, the pandemic, I think the world is going to be asking ourselves, who are we now? When we get, you know, kind of through this and as we're going through this, well, you talk about the journey not being, it's being hard and it's, it's not easy. Where have you experienced being attacked? Was, is it come from yourself outside internally? Where have you been attacked in your own identity and your own self-worth? 
both yeah i remember that uh i remember those nights those uh, days that you think it's over you think that's the end and um the deep belief inside your heart that fade out or disappear it's it's not easy as you mentioning lisa it's a journey and it's a long journey and it's hard journey but i witness that there is a, a room inside each and every woman inside of us that the moment you discover where is this room the moment you realize that you want to reach somewhere you do it just look to the power you have while giving birth look to the power you have while you're trying to save your child from something you have it in you you can be sitting on the sofa doing nothing and your child is falling you could just run and jump and grab them maybe it's a simple example but it tells us that we have a power inside our heart and we can move forward but we cannot do it on our own we we need each other we need to uh be encouraged with each other we need there is support you know what i mean we need to be connected and we need to we need different people on the table we need the people who coach us people who mentor us people who will be uh doing the counseling part or i need to be a mentor for other girls i need to be a counselor for other girls so it's a cycle it's a cycle of support mm. and it's really important like i just so appreciate you and part of with amplify peace we're really trying to connect women globally and just to sit and listen and learn from each other hear our stories honor our stories because they're so different yeah. but we complete each other right and what you're saying is we need each other and we're stronger and we're better when we come together and focus on our commonalities and not our differences and so yeah. i so appreciate your voice as a woman living and leading in the middle east speaking into my life into lives of women globally especially out west like how do we learn from each other and together really start creating some change so how to kind of address that just for a few minutes how do you see women coming together globally and using our voices oh i think that we need first to see each other just see each other regarding the cultures the countries the backgrounds we just we need we need just to sit and watch and see our differences and enjoy the diversity we have mm. the second thing i see happening is we need to practice that together so i need to come and share and say my story and speak out loud so you need to hear me and when you hear me you will be able to be encouraged to do the same because i was encouraged from another person's story another woman's story and once this will happen the ice wall will start moving super fast faster than we expect or see or notice even and the third thing i think which is one of the major things i believe in we need to practice mentorship and we need to practice 
every value we missed and we wished that it will happen with us, with others. So every time we were hurt from women and every time we were super disappointed from women and every time we were left out, we were uh, cheated on, we were lied about from women, we need to stand, Lisa, and say, I will stop the cycle of violence. I will not be this woman. I will be a different one. And I will make a difference by being different. And I will make an impact. By, and this impact will never happen if I'm not healed from the pain that I had been through. So that's, this sends us to the very first point of you need to stop and see yourself differently. So that's, I think, Lisa, how we as women can change this whole cycle of violence. Sarah, I couldn't agree with you more. And that's one of the things people like in this journey of peacemaking, I get asked often, do you really think peace is possible? Like it seems overwhelming. It seems like, okay, it's a, it's a beautiful thought, peace, but peacemaking is not so easy and so beautiful. It's hard. Because as we know, you're in places of conflict, but so many people, they don't even, they don't even start because they don't even know if it's possible. And I just, I appreciate your attitude because I agree with you. I think we can create change, but we can only create change when we come together. And I love what you just said in our diversity. It's not just in our commonality, but also in our diversity, come together and we can create change and pouring into the next generation. which is what you're so passionate about with children and changing the narrative that children will start telling themselves and pass on to the next generation and stopping some generational like strongholds that have been there, right? No more. That's not the story we want to continue or allow to be heard and, and to go forward. Okay. I'm going to shift this because we're going to kind of conclude this podcast, but we're going to do another one with you. And so I want to kind of hold on to that. So, who is Sarah Aziz? What do you love to do? What do you do for fun? You're living in Cairo. You're, yeah. you're, you're a mom. You're a leader. You go to work. You're in intense situations and decision makings. What do you like to do for fun? Who are you with that? Okay. So one of the main fun things that I live in Cairo, seriously, that's one of the main, main fun things. It's busy. It's crowded. It's crazy. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, but I honestly love playing. So I love playing games. I love to compete and play game cards, games, maybe squash, maybe uh, tennis, maybe paddle tennis, if, if this is what it is. So I think one of the things that makes me feel and enjoy fun time is moving and playing. So give us a picture really quick. What would you want people to know about Cairo or Egypt that you don't think we understand or we know? I think uh, the very first common thing that we don't have camels anymore <laughs> and uh, we ride normal cars and uh, it's super crowded here uh, that we are living in a very special and unique uh, historical time of our nation because of the deep belief uh, our president and our government believe in women and all the space that we have 
through the work that the Council of Women do. Um, and the opportunities we now have to work and move, definitely we have a lot of work to do with Upper Egypt and different uh, governorates in the country. Um, but I think this is one of the most unique time. Uh, and I'm enjoying to be here and now in Egypt and Cairo, working and doing what I'm doing. Well, you, you give a whole different face and perspective to Cairo and Egypt, maybe that people don't really know or understand. And that's what we want to do. We want people to hear different sides of the narrative and understand that there's more than what we think we know. There's more than what we just see on news and the media outlets. It's, it's the personal, it's the people. And it's yeah. the stories that really make it so rich and beautiful. And you have given uh, Cairo and Egypt such a beautiful face and a beautiful voice. So as we conclude this podcast, I want to just ask you a question. How do you, talked about identity and just all the work you're doing, but how do you see yourself? How do you identify? What are some words that you use hmm. to describe Sarah? Uh, I'm, I'm so interested and excited to answer this question, Lisa, but can I tell you a quick thing before? If you asked me this question 10 years ago, I would be super hesitant and scared and afraid and uh, not sure about the answer. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe 10 years later from now, I will add on to my list, but I'm super humbled and grateful that I can tell you how I see myself. I see myself a brave, a passionate person, a fighter, a dreamer, a leader, a change maker with a dream and passion to make life for kids, adolescents and women different. I wish we could all say those same things about ourselves. And that's what that's our challenge is how do we see ourselves as brave as dreamers, as creators, as leads. Thank you, my friend. Thank this is, you. Thank you. I just so appreciate your voice and your leadership. So we'll stay tuned because we're going to do another podcast. Welcome back, everyone. We hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sarah Aziz and Lisa Jernigan. And really good and very specific and personal insights that Sarah had shared, uh, her messaging around equality how to use our voice and that journey of discovering and rediscovering how we see ourselves and the things that may have impacted how we see ourselves and the importance of seeing each other and learning from each other's stories, learning to appreciate the difference and the diversity. And that's how we can come together and make change. So good. So this is again, part one please come back next week for part two, just that continued conversation with Sarah Aziz and Lisa Jernigan. And in the meantime, for more information about Amplify Peace, you can go to amplifypeace.com for more information about Sarah Aziz and the organization Safe Kids Egypt. You can go to safekidseg.org. Thanks everyone. <music>